Warning, the following podcast is a shit show, and the individuals you are about to meet are idiots. Their opinions, anecdotes, and advice contain zero nutritional value. This is the critical human condition and all of its strangeness. This is life, according to an idiot. Hi, welcome to According to an Idiot. I am a scary witch. <laughs> That's our new, our fun Halloween nicknames, like Scary Witch. You're Scary Witch. I am the Scarecrow. You're the Scarecrow? I'm the Scarecrow. It's not really <laughs> Halloween themed. Scarecrows just kind of are. They're already there. They're only scary to crows. Uh, Isn't it crazy that we know what crows are scared of? But they're not scared of them, though. They're like, <laughs> no. fuck this, I'm going to sit they, on it and shit on it. They just think it's a man that's going to like bother them. Which is objectively <laughs> just scary. It's very yeah, men. Men in men in overalls, very scary. I hate it. No, you can never trust it. I I see a scarecrow. Oh, <laughs> oh it's just straw. Okay. Oh, that was a man. Thank God. <laughs> that was a man. Oh, that was a human man. That was a man standing in a T-shaped in the middle of a field. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see his legs, so I thought he was really tall. So, Jeremy, we got quite a few iTunes reviews, and they were all most mostly all very sweet and nice. Awesome. In um, fun news, though, we do have. A semi-dedicated hater. Hell yeah. Which is cool from Jim Ohio One. Okay. He left a review that said, one star, it's true. Every idiot now has a podcast. And he also went to our YouTube channel and <laughs> <laughs> left comments on two of our videos that said horrible. And then a separate one that said just terrible. <laughs> So, at least he's being honest. I mean, at the end of the day, he's the one living in Ohio. So. He's the one going to YouTube to listen to a <laughs> yeah, podcast right. and leave a comment. He just really terrible. This is just terrible. Just, just awful. I admire like his need to let us know on multiple platforms. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of feedback that we sought out, and now we got it. So, thank you, thank Jim you. Ohio. Thank you, Jim Ohio. Something in the water over there. But you they know love us in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> they love us in Indiana, but Ohio is not our place. <laughs> Never was. But yeah, thank you. And if you would also like to leave a review, I will read it on the next full-length episode that we will be airing. Yes. So keep that in mind if you want to. Thanks again to everybody who uh, left those reviews. Man, am I ready to get spooked. I am also ready to be spooked. I haven't done a whole lot for Halloween this year. Usually I do, I. I do a whole lot. I, I actually, I went and got pumpkins. So did I, yeah. Did, have you carved them? Nope. They're at my girlfriend's apartment and I'm very uncomfortable with carving pumpkins because it really feels like a heinous act. <laughs> that was such a it. dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> a heinous act. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's just like cutting open a head. 100% for sure. You just cut open the top part of the skull of the mm -hmm. pumpkin and then you just scoop out pulp and not pulp, but like <laughs> witch's hair soaked in goo. And it's always way more than you plan. Like there's caverns of goop. When the first person to grow a pumpkin, why'd you keep on growing them? <laughs> there's these ugly ass things full of just like orange sin. <laughs> it's, it's like honestly so disgusting. And even like uh. when you're when you're when you're carving them, the smell of the goo kind of has like a fleshy smell. That umami, yeah. like what the savory? Is this what a placenta smells like? Did someone just give birth, or is it Halloween? Both. Someone just gave birth on Halloween. That's how Jesus was born. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. But also, cooking pumpkin seeds is amazing. Yeah, very good. Very delicious. Very good. Very, very simple. tasty. But have you eaten the stems? Oh, <laughs> That's the rooty stems are the best. Oh, I, I just agree. gnaw on it. Just gnaw on it for a couple uh, days. <laughs> Keep the seeds. I want the stumpy, uh, stumpy stems. Uh, I'm laughing because stem is a lesbian term for somebody who's between like a butch and a femme. Why is it stem? Wouldn't it be bem? Because stud and femme. Oh, I didn't know stud was. But a... but stud is reserved for people of color. So really, I shouldn't use stem, but like... Why is stud reserved for people of color? Because it was typically used in like their community. So it's like their term, stud. Rare lesbian terminology. Yes. All of the gays listening to this were like, oh, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, foolish. <laughs> little do you know. Foolish. Little do you know what you are saying right, right now. I do know little. <laughs> I do know little. Dr. Doolittle just made me think of that. Yeah. I don't want to carry on about <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. I just... That's a very Halloween-y type movie. 
Not even a little bit. <laughs> Wait, what? You think Dr. Doolittle is a Halloween movie? Yeah, because they're speaking animals. I That's spooky. For, for Dr. Doolittle, it is a horror movie. For the audience, it's a family comedy about practicing medicine and being kind to animals and also interspecies telepathy. But um, from Dr. Doolittle's perspective, it was definitely a horror movie. Oh, 100%. That's like my least favorite type of movie is where there are speaking animals. That is a <laughs> yeah. horror show in itself. Yeah, that's true. Cartoons are fine, but if you go and animate an animal's mouth to look like it is speaking to me, it's sick. you are performing the devil's work. <laughs> you are. You're spitting in the face of God because mm-hmm. he didn't want them to do what we do. That's why he made us the way that we are. We're not meant to know animals' thoughts and feelings because if we did... It would horrify us. You're opening up Pandora's box. Mm -hmm. Because I think a gorilla, I don't know (laughs) what kind of Old Testament violence they want to articulate to us. What Mm -hmm. kind of terrifying thought they want to scream at us. But also, like, they can speak. We just don't. They speak with their body. Have you seen a gorilla's little ass? (laughs) My favorite thing about gorillas is they're so big, but they got these little butts. These little, like, white man butts. (laughs) (laughs) They're so flat. It arches out like they've got a shelf, but it's this little Caucasian man's butt. (laughs) And then you have baboons. And then baboons, which is like someone put a grenade in somebody's ass. (laughs) That's what you have left. A baboon is like if you had a hemorrhoid that just got out of (laughs) control. It's like if a hemorrhoid grew an ass. I started this conversation about pumpkins. (laughs) And here we are. So... I've been reliving the old Goosebumps show, <gasps> oh. adapted from the critically acclaimed yeah. book series by, by R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein, mm-hmm. and those are terrible. I was so They're scared so them, bad. so scared of them as a kid, and it's almost insulting how bad they are. <laughs> it's like, how did this make it to air? How, <laughs> like, how did how who who decided that I, as a child, was ready to see that? It feels like a bunch of kids got their parents' camera, ran outside, and I'm, were like. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna try our best. Yeah, and I ate it up. Oh, I ate it all up. That was my favorite fucking show. Yeah, I love the child. the intro where it's like, "Viewer beware, you're in for a scare." <laughs> and like everything's looking evil. Like oh every, my gosh, like a dog's me... eyes glow. Yeah, that gives me so much a serotonin. A, a lady on a billboard looks angry. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched Goosebumps, this is gonna make no sense. And that's honestly, that's on you. I Who will not apologize. Who has not heard of Goosebumps at this point in their life? I need to know. The deaf. They also are not listening to this podcast. <laughs> that's, so That is true. They could be doing like a Beethoven where they've got a, was that Beethoven who put his ear to the ground? Uh, Beethoven. Beethoven. <laughs> is that Beethoven? Do you think that there are people who listen to podcasts and then interpret them for deaf people? People write transcripts of podcasts. That seems more likely. That's probably what it is. I, that's almost exactly why they make transcripts of podcasts. We don't because we're insensitive. Mm-hmm. Also, you know. I just don't care for deaf people. <laughs> Frankly, I just don't care for them. Sorry, deaf listeners. Yep. I'm just really intimidated by them because I feel like um, All their are... other senses are too heightened. Oh, all their other senses are very intense and very, right. like, they can see a car from a a quarter mile away wow that's like really (laughs) far to see a car i know and that's scary to me like how do you do that you know how do you have that how do you have that kind of eyesight and their taste is insane Mm. they're like butterflies they taste with their feet (laughs) this became a smear piece on deaf people i have i respect deaf people i respect let me just say this first or i respect deaf people they're too powerful for this world yeah and it's not fair because yeah they see so crisply, <laughs> see? so clear, and we're just letting them see like that. that right, should, we're just we let- tax them. <laughs> they should be taxed for how good they can see. Uh, They've got a premium subscription. I know, like they're human cameras. They truly are. Do you remember the Goosebumps episode where they had a camera that like predicted your death or whatever? Say cheese and die. Yeah, say cheese and die. Oh, the grandmas that made prune cookies. And then when you ate the prune cookie, you got old, too, and they were trying to feed it to kids to make them old people. Probably. Anyways, so (laughs) trying to get off of Goosebumps. Um, Halloween, do you have any, I'm curious, do you have any, like, Halloween traditions? More or less around Halloween. Like, I love to watch horror movies. What's, like, good horror to you? I recently saw for the first time The Poltergeist. The original uh, film, that was excellent. That was Mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. Stuff like The Exorcist. 
Mm. There's a few like more modern stuff. Like I love the movie Insidious. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. So uh, a whole bunch, but I'm not a fan of like people getting split open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm the same. I don't like the really, really gruesome stuff, but everything else is fine. Like paranormal doesn't scare me. And I, I like to watch like the Beetlejuices and yeah, the Hocus right. Pocuses. Yeah. More campy Halloween movies yeah. are also great. Yeah. And, um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. I've actually never seen that. Really? Mm -hmm. We should watch that. But anyways, my Halloween traditions. Thank you for asking me. What are your Halloween traditions? <laughs> I usually do a corn maze every year. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Which is always a lot of fun because I like to get really competitive with it because I just don't know how to be a normal human being with yeah. some things. And that's one of them. So I like to do it with teams of people, which is a lot of fun if you can get a decent amount of people. It's more just cruel of you to bring other people into it. I just, I need, I, just, okay, so I need to crush people's soul. Just so I understand, it's not often that I talk to somebody who enjoys corn mazes. Um, <laughs> so like when you're just walking around, are you ever just like, man, I wish I was lost right now? I'm never lost. Is that how, oh, so in a corn maze, you just always know where you're going. Oh, yeah. I can yeah, you're sniff it out. Yeah, like, you're like human GPS. Mm -hmm. It's because you're deaf. Well, yeah. Deaf people have really good <laughs> sense of direction. Well, usually the ones that I do, they give you a maze, and then there's like different points at the maze you're supposed to go to, and you get like a little punch thing, and then you like punch all oh. these different spots, and then once you get all of them and you leave the maze, whoever does that first wins or whatever. Can I be honest with you? I've been to one corn maze, and it was up north, kind of middle of nowhere, in a backyard of a church. Mm -hmm. I don't think they planned on anyone getting out. <laughs> I was like a kid, and we like stopped by, like, oh, look, a corn maze. Let's just stop by. There's just a church, and a priest was like, get in there. And so we all got in there, and there was no decorations inside the maze. Oh, it was just no. sort of like ugly corn. <laughs> and um, I'm not even sure if they made it right because I'm pretty sure like everyone that was there got lost for a long time. Aww. But then there was cookies afterwards. So that was cool. But yeah, so I haven't had a lot of great experiences <laughs> with corn mazes. I just think it's a very bizarre thing. I think it requires a lot of trust to just have some random guy who grows corn be like, hey, I made a trap for you. You want to try to evade it? <laughs> and you're like, yum. Yeah. Yes, I'll give you $10 to do that, sir. <laughs> Oh, my God. I never thought of it like that. But you're no, it's right. very strange. It's a very chaotic thing to do. And actually, I really love that. But I would love to make a very confusing, large maze, not give you a map. <laughs> and, and just then... go home. You go home. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Good luck. And then when you finally get out after hours of just wandering aimlessly in my maze, you're just like, holy fuck, am I ready to get home? But then I have I come with a plate of cookies fresh from the oven I'm like, here you go. Congratulations. Yep. And you're like, oh, okay, that wasn't so bad. No. Because I got a cookie, even though <laughs> I, I waited around in corn and got cut on corn husks yeah. for the last three hours. Because corn, you cannot navigate through corn. No. If you ever just want to say fuck it and like run through corn to try to you get can't. out. It's like a bunch of bones. Corn stalks are like bones, mm -hmm. which adds to the horror of the... Halloween corn mazes. Yeah, and if they're kind of dried out like they can be towards the end of the season, it can be like a paper cut. Yeah, and a bunch of like, like field mice and bugs. Yeah. It's actually pretty terrible. It's so fun, though, if it's you have a so map. It's so fun if you have a map. If you have a map and they have like those little clicky things, little hole punches, every time you punch a hole in that little card, it's like pure ecstasy. I feel like you were just part of some sort of double-blind study. Mm. Click this thing every time you do a good job, and then you'll salivate. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like yes! Favlov's dog. <laughs> I did it. I did a corn. That's what you need to greet them with at the end is a, is a plate of <laughs> cooked corn. Have you ever had uh, just sweet corn off the cob? Like you... Like, I don't mean corn on the cob. I mean that you have raw corn and you just pluck the kernels off and eat it like a snack. No, it's not cooked at all? No, it's not cooked. It's raw I, corn. I didn't know you could do that. It's delicious. Because I worked on the organic farm on campus for a minute yeah. for class. And she sent us home with food, like extra vegetables and stuff all the time. And so she gave us all corn. And she's like, hey, you can eat this as a snack. Just rip off the kernels so she like cut it in half so you could like get started on the kernels did she also live in her car <laughs> if you need a blanket for a cold winter night you could just get a bunch of paper towel from a dumpster <laughs> any kind of paper you can use that can be a towel i think that she just burrowed into the soil at the end of each day yeah but you should do that actually it's very delicious to have just plain old raw raw sweet corn <laughs> yeah. gotta try the pilgrim diet mm-hmm
Okay, so I have one singular Tinderella because I feel like it's worth mentioning. Okay. Um, here's a little Tinderellas. Would you mind if I spread Nutella on her butt and ate it? I have a Ray. Ray? Ray. Hi. Ray is in his 40s. His bio reads as follows. Fixer of broken things. Brutally honest. If you have a gigantic, unproportional Chicago ass and your pics strategically avoid it, I'll walk out on our date and not feel bad. <laughs> Wait, can you say that one more time? After I, you lost me at Chicago ass. I don't understand what the Chicago ass is. If you have a gigantic, unproportional Chicago ass and your pics strategically avoid it, I'll walk out on our date and not feel bad. Really specific. Who doesn't like an ass, for one? You don't deserve it. He, what he's saying is like, if you don't show your ass in your photos, I'll walk out on our date? Yeah, because he wants to know what he's up against, I guess, from the get-go. He has a fear of asses, apparently. Ass is being photographed. Well, no. No, no, ass is not being photographed. Yeah, because he he wants to know what he's setting himself up for. I think he doesn't like big asses, so he wants to know beforehand if they have a big Mm, ass. You know what? And then he can swipe left. Probably, So if you hide it and then they're on a date, he's like, whoa, 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 this is... This is not what I wanted. And then he walks out. Because Ray's been walking around Chicago, walking around the mean streets of the Windy City, and he's been noticing disproportionate Chicago asses. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm sick and tired of these disproportionate Chicago (laughs) asses. And he's on Tinder, and he's seen all these girls that he thinks are cropping their photos, maybe hiding their disproportionate Chicago asses. It's time to talk about this. It's time We need to start this conversation. Unfortunately, he doesn't want to, but it's... Frankly, it's time that Ray opens up about how he feels about disproportionate Chicago ass. It's just getting out of hand, and honestly, somebody needed to say something. Um, In other news, I'm moving to Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's not where it ends. Uh, Ray has more to say. Uh, I'm not surprised. So he says, as well, after um, the Chicago ass, Mm -hmm. I fix cars, but probably not your O2 Taurus. (laughs) I garden, but hate flowers. I probably hate your music. It's complicated. I hate how obsessed people are with weed. It's not that interesting. Be cool. I always find it weird when people use a bio to air like a very specific grievance. All of their red flags. First of all, the word hate should not be in your in a, in a dating site bio. Right. I hate this. I hate that. I feel like you're yelling at me and yeah, I'm already scared. Right. I don't know. I'm not, I, don't I, don't, like I don't like him. I don't like I'm actually <laughs> I don't like him. I want him gone. <laughs> I want to stop talking about Ray. <laughs> want, he, he upsets I want, me. <laughs> I want Ray out of this world. I don't feel safe when Ray's out in the world. If you don't appreciate a good ass, then what's wrong with you, first of all? What's wrong with you, first of all? And second of all, just disappear. Yes. That's what I love to tell people. If you don't like the thing I like, just disappear. But also, everybody should like an ass. And if you don't, maybe you should reflect on that and go to therapy and figure out what traumas are hindering you from appreciating a nice peach. That's right. He's the one that goes to the party and he's questioning every single music choice. And then he eventually is like, okay, I guess I'll DJ because this music sucks. And then he plays something like Blink-182. Yeah, something from like 1999. Mm -hmm. Corn. I don't like this modern day crap. Yeah, I miss when Maroon 5 was good. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is his name? Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Adam Levine, you ever fucking heard of him? Ever heard of him? He's a pariah. Adam Levine is the furthest thing from a pariah I could possibly think about. (laughs) Adam Levine is just hoping that nobody realizes that he's like 50 years old. And he has some tattoo of a taco on his face. What? (laughs) No, we're not talking about the same person. (laughs) What is uh, Adam Levine's stupid fucking tattoos? It's not on his face and it's not a taco. It's like he has California above his navel. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. California right over his, uh, right above his navel. I'm going to do that, but like New Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire, <laughs> right, up, right at my midriff. Dakota. Dakota. Anyways, that was Ray. I think that we have chatted enough. I think so too. I think that we could probably <laughs> kill ourselves. I think we could kill ourselves. Just, just set a fire and go to sleep. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I hate going to prison. Mm, actually, I can't even say that's my favorite place because then I'm confined with hot ladies. 
who are strong and will throw me, probably throw shank you? me, <laughs> throw. <laughs> God, that's oh, hot. Gosh, you'll probably kill me with a shiv. Ugh, oh. Choke me, like punch me a little bit, oh, knock just, out a uh, couple teeth. Give me hepatitis Ugh. with your dirty shank. If there's not a risk for herpes, then I don't want it. Yep. What is my type? That is my type. People who are infected with herpes. <laughs> infected with herpes and have face tattoos. Yeah. Well, speaking of face tattoos and herpes, that you might <laughs> find a lot of that in the federal prisons across America. <laughs> And that's what we're going to be talking oh, about. Oh, God, that was a horrible no, there, entry there, into There's this. literally, in my opinion, there's no way I could have made a good segue <laughs> into haunted jails. Talking about dating. Are you trying to do it? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just talked about people on Tinder. Yeah. Going from that wonderful dating world. Let's go now into the wonderful dating world of prison. What an absolute train wreck on both of our efforts <laughs> to try to transition this. Anyways, if you haven't guessed already, you don't have to guess because I already said it. <laughs> we are, of course, talking about haunted jails and prisons. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of places are haunted, and sometimes those places are prisons. Who would have <laughs> thought? Prisons are already a pretty scary place. It's a place mm-hmm. full of suffering and discomfort. 100% for sure. It's going to be a light one today. Right, but so you got to think if it's that kind of dwelling, that negative place like a jail or a prison, and it's haunted, it's got to be extra scary. Spooky for Halloween. Sharing their curiosity to know the unknown, their tension, their readiness for inconceivable adventures. Is it human or inhuman? Earthly or unearthly. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. What the hell was that? There's a very logical explanation for all this. Quick, tell me. The place is haunted. Unbelievable. Fantastic. But I tell you, it could happen. The place that I want to talk about is a jail. Mm -hmm. It is the... So, question first. Yeah, yeah, of course. What is the difference between a jail and a prison? So, a jail is a confinement facility where people stay while they're waiting for trial or sentencing. Uh... A prison is a facility for those people who have already received their sentence and the court has proved them to be criminals. Okay, so if someone's been to jail, it's not necessarily like that crazy of a thing. If you've been to prison... Oh yeah, that's it's more substantial if you've been to prison. Yeah, because you can have been to jail and been proven innocent. You can go to prison and be proven innocent. I mean, true, a lot of people, true. a lot of people with DNA evidence have proven their innocence after being in jail or prison. True. Now, the place I'm going to be talking about is a jail. Okay. It's a small little hole in the wall. So it's um, the spookiest. Spookiest, because what could be Who, in that Who's hole on in the, the other wall? side? Ooh, I'll give you I'll give you a hint. A jail. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about the, I've only written this county name down. I've never said it aloud yet. Potawatomi. Oh. Very exotic. The Potawatomi County Jail, known as the Squirrel Cage Jail in Council Bluffs, Iowa, was built in 1885 and remained in use until 1969, hmm. which you might say, oh, it's nice that the jail was around that long. But once you hear about how terrible the jail was, you're going to be thinking that jail shouldn't have been around a gosh darn year, let alone almost 100 years. Wow. It was a rotary jail. Have you ever heard of these guys? The A rotary jail? I haven't. I barely knew what a jail was. Okay. Do you like vending machines? I love vending machines. It's well, a passion of mine, in and, fact. And do you love jails? That's not so much of a passion of mine, but I would love it if they were combined. Well, you're in luck because a rotary jail is kind of similar. A rotary jail is a type of jail comprised of rotating spoked platforms on which wedge-shaped cells that moved in a carousel fashion were positioned. Like so, a rotary phone. Exactly, because it's a, it's a wheel. It, it turns, essentially, is the whole point of this. Mm-hmm. So this is how it looked. I want you to picture this. Yeah. Three circular platforms stacked on top of each other, each a separate level to the jail. Okay. And so on each level, there was a series of wedge-shaped cells, like a pie tin. Mm-hmm. And so there's three levels. And there's no communication between the cells, so no one can see each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like total isolation. So they're in a wedge. Essentially, yeah. On a three-tiered cake. Yes. 
Like a lazy Susan. Yeah. Each rotary had one opening and allowed one cell to be accessed at a time. And on each floor, there was a doorway. And you would turn a handle, and it would crank the whole carousel <gasps> like a vending machine and bring you to the Whoa. cell you wanted to interact with. What? Right. That is wild. It's a very strange thing that did not catch on. I wonder why? <laughs> uh, well, there's several reasons that we'll get into. So this design was made to make the jailer's job easier allowing them to operate the rotation of the rotary with a hand lever. And it also limited the interactions between the individual prisoners. So it was kind of more punishment as well. Right. Um, Because a lot of times you're also in the dark. When you Mm. weren't interacting with a jailer, you were alone, isolated. People would yell over to each other, but you wouldn't see each other. The front portion of the jail had offices for the jailers, a kitchen, trustee cells, and separate quarters for female inmates. Oh. Um, and the rest was this tower of cells. The three-tiered cage has 30 pie-shaped cells, 10 per floor, and the jailer would remain stationary as he manned a hand crank, which allowed the inmates to come to him. However, the rotary at Squirrel Cage Jail didn't turn as smoothly as it was made to, and inmates' limbs were occasionally caught between the cell and the cage that surrounded it, causing broken arms and legs, and in one case, a crushed head. Yeah, there was 18 rotary jails built across America, and that's just some of the stuff that happened in all of them. Like, how do you not have better precautions against that? I think it just goes down to the fact that it was built in the 1880s. I mean, 1885, I think people didn't think about safety like we do now. They definitely didn't care about prisoner rights. Right. This happened a lot, I guess, in Squirrel Cage Jail. When one side of the rotary had more occupied cells than the other— the uneven weight distribution would cause unbalance and the rotary would become stuck. Oh, so you get your arm broken and it gets stuck on your arm while it's broken. <laughs> right. Get away for AAA. <laughs> These episodes would commonly last two to three days of it being totally stuck, leaving oh. inmates trapped alone in the dark for multiple days. And so when mm. that when that would happen, like if you weren't it's like the cell, solitary confinement. Exactly. If you weren't the lucky one to be like in the cell that was at the door then you were in complete darkness. You had no contact. You could just talk and yell. Mm -hmm. And so they would try to get like, you know, water and bread to those people. Oh, Um, fuck. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But it was really hard to manage at that point. So the jail would become dangerously hot in the summer months, and a failing heating system meant that most inmates endured the harsh Iowa winters alone in the darkness whenever this would get stuck. Oh, fuck. So in the summer, because it was all metal and no ventilation, in the summer it was hot as hell, and in the winter it was just ice cold. Fun. Yeah. What a lovely existence that is. Yeah, like this was a pretty terrible idea. Threats of arms breaking, your head getting crushed, stuck in isolation for multiple days at a time with no food or water, which you can only last, I think it's three days without water before you die, so... Yeah, I'm sure there's a a lot of close calls. Yeah, brinks of death. What that does to the psyche also. Yeah. Imagine just being alone. There's no light. There's nothing. Out of the 18 other rotary jails built in the U.S., only three survived to this day. A one-story rotary jail in Missouri, a two-story in Indiana, and the Squirrel Cage Jail in Pottawatomie County, Iowa, uh, which was the only three-story rotary jail ever built. And all remaining rotary jails act as either museums or have been designated as historical sites. So Mm. you can go to these places. There's one that actually has it like, I think, like cut in half. So you can see like the interworkings of how how they made it and stuff. And you can Google Squirrel Cage Jail. And like, it seems like a real bummer of a place Mm -hmm. to be. I want to look up a picture right now. Here's a quote from J.W. Lemaster, who is the vice president of the Historical Society. He said, quote, it was dirty. It was loud. If you didn't have headlights before you got here, you got it while you were here. So it was also very unsanitary. Whoa, this looks so scary. Oh, you got pictures of it? Yeah. It looks experimental, like I'm going to be operated on or something. Yeah, it looks like something out of like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent it does. So what I thought was interesting was uh, the Squirrel Cage Jail did not discriminate. It housed men, women, and juveniles up to 16. It even housed a separate like juvenile wing. And the youngest inmate on record was a three-year-old. <gasps> what? Isn't that crazy? A three-year-old? Yeah. For yeah. what? Um, there was no child protection laws back then. What? And also, if you were a parent and you were arrested, taken to jail... 
and your kids were with you or in your custody, they also went with you. Also, like if you were in an accident or taken to the hospital, the town would just keep the kids at the jail until, you know, further notice, until like someone came to pick them up. So they would put them in the juvenile wing. Now, the juvenile cells had partitions on the walls that could be opened up to allow sunlight in as well as cold to provide warmth in the winter. The walls of the squirrel cage prison are famously littered with the initials and names of inmates. You can go there now to the jail in in Iowa, and it still kind of feels like it's breathing, you know? Mm -hmm. The jail's exterior looks nothing like a jail, instead imitating the style of a late 19th century brick home. America's earliest jails often were made to look like unassuming houses because communities didn't want an eyesore. Yeah, I saw a picture of it, actually, and it literally just looks like a house. Yeah. Like a normal, it doesn't even look like a large house. Like, it looks like a normal-sized brick house. Mm -hmm. Bizarre. Today, the Squirrel Cage Jail functions as a museum operated by the Historical Society of Pottawatomie County. It is maintained and preserved to appear as authentic as possible. The rotary is no longer capable of turning. Mm. Uh, So let's talk about the ghosts of Squirrel Cage Jail. Let's get spooky. Ghosts. Ghosts. Many locals and visiting paranormal investigators, by the way, paranormal investigators are at this place constantly. I'm sure. Um, it's a, it's a known as a, as a hot spot for ghosties. Brief tangent. I wonder how that works business-wise. Like if they pay for the people to come investigate or if the investigators pay to investigate. I'm sure the investigators pay to rent out. I, I think you, can, you currently can. If you go to their website, you can rent out the jail for a night. God, that would be so fun. Can you imagine doing hide-and-seek? That's what I wouldn't want to do, get <laughs> caught in a cell. Ooh, that would be fun. No. I think that we should do that. I think that we should get a giant group and we should split the cost, rent a jail or some spooky place, like a spooky house, and then we play hide and seek. I don't know. I've seen horror movies <laughs> and that does not bode well. Um, so many locals and visiting paranormal investigators suspect the jail of being haunted. Who would have figured? Is a place mm-hmm. where a bunch of people have suffered it's constantly. It's just like horrifying looking. Like it's so scary. It just, it really does also look haunted. Yeah. A lot of prisoners spent time there, which means more energy left behind. Mm-hmm. This is like ghost hunter theory. Right. Just to make things creepier, the site of the squirrel cage jail stands on top of what used to be the town morgue. Mm-hmm. In general, I feel like it's a bad idea to demolish morgues and cemeteries and all that Burial grounds. Burial grounds, yeah. Let's talk about deaths. Yes. That's what we want to hear about. Confirmed deaths inside the jail. There are actually only four recorded deaths, but also like- Recorded. Recorded. This is an old place. You never know. People lose a limb here and there. Some people bleed out. Some people starve to death. It's just a part of business. Yeah. If you get your head crushed, it doesn't count as being killed. You exploded, mm-hmm. and it's a whole different thing. They don't put it in their books. Right. That they goes right to- Spontaneous combustion. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. There, uh, yeah, there's so many different spontaneous combustions in this jail. <laughs> so there are four recorded deaths, three dead inmates, and one police deputy who was shot and killed. And I'll get into those deaths in a little bit. The jail-turned-museum is now owned by the Historical Society, and as a result, features exhibits that display old local artifacts, many items that could be carrying what one tinfoil hat conspiracist might say, residual energy. For example, there's century-old wedding dresses, preserved World War II military uniforms, I I believe of fallen soldiers. So you've got these Mm. donations from a local optometrist with like antique medical equipment and Mm. also glass slides containing samples of dissected human eyeballs. (gasps) So a lot of weird stuff is in this. And if you believe in that idea of like energy clinging to things, of things Mm -hmm. being charged with energy, I mean, those are the things, wedding dresses, dead army men, uniforms, Mm -hmm. eyeballs, Eyeballs. like, you know, and also it's built on top of a morgue and people have died there. Is it weird? I would like to have that. I'd like to see it. The eyeball, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Eyeball slides. Yeah. I want to know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. As far as paranormal activity goes, paranormal investigators have seen a mysterious green orb. Whoa. Manifest in thin air, then hover toward the front door and exit. Ah. See you later. See you later, orb. Bye. Orby guy. Nice knowing you. And there is also other unusual anomalous lights. There's disembodied footsteps and voices. Objects move and fall on their own. Doors slam and open. There's cold spots, also cold rushes. 
So people who are climbing the stairs to different levels, people that work there, claim to feel like what feels like a cold spot running through them, mm-hmm. like someone's passing by. So EVPs, which if you don't know, are electronic voice phenomenon. A lot of paranormal investigators use those to pick up on noises that we normally can't hear with our ear. But it's, I guess, I don't even know how they know that like ghosts talk on a different frequency. But <laughs> some EVPs have been captured there. One I thought that was interesting was... A certain group of paranormal investigators were talking to, trying to talk to a spirit for a while. There was one female in the group, Mm -hmm. and one of the investigators asked if the spirit wanted the specific female investigator to leave, and they got a very clear audio saying, yes, get out. On top of that, there's mysterious tapping and incoherent voices. There was one pretty significant one that was speaking a different language, but was identified as Slavic. Whoa. Yeah. Prism. The Paranormal Research and Investigative Studies group, they captured several EVPs at the Squirrel Cage Jail, also caught photo evidence of a shadowy figure resembling a man standing on the third level stairs that they believe to be the ghost of a guard. Mm. It's actually a pretty like convincing looking image. Um, I'll, add, I'll put those on Instagram also. During a night investigation, a PRISM investigator received a phone call. When checking back later, the missed call did not display a call back number, but instead was listed as get out. Ugh. They actually have an image of it. It's like, I think it was in 2012. So it's like an older phone. Mm-hmm. It shows like a list of missed calls. And the one that they got while they were in the jail really did say get out for the number and they couldn't call it back. <gasps> and that was taken minutes after they had asked that ghost if they wanted the female investigator to leave when they Mm -hmm. they caught get out on the evp and then after midnight they got a call that also said get out hearing that it's like oh that's spooky but can you imagine that happening to you you're in this jail and you're like do you want me to leave and then you get a phone call that says get out yes we really want you to leave like i'd be kind of insulted i'd be like you know what i i rented this place out for the night uh, yeah. You want me to leave? But also imagine how tired the spirits must be if people coming in there trotting around and like, oh, do you want me to leave? Do you want me to leave? And it'd be like, yeah, yeah fucker. Fuck, yeah, go get, get out. Can you just fucking leave, please? Paranormal investigators are already pretty annoying people. But I, <laughs> but like to ghosts, they're probably just insufferable. Every night someone's like, did you stay here? Are you an inmate here? Is there anything that you'd like to say? I would hate that. He's like, fuck you. Get out. Do you regret what happened to you? <laughs> Do you know that you're dead? Do you have unfinished business here? <laughs> Is your name John? I heard there's a ghost named John here. <laughs> Are you upset about the way your wife died? Are you upset that I'm alive and you're not? <laughs> huh? Come on. <laughs> so let's talk about those four deaths I talked about before. One prisoner died of a heart attack. Classic. Easy peasy. Um, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Another prisoner hanged himself in his cell. Mm. That's some good haunted house fuel right there. Right. If you, that's what we're looking for here is haunted house fuel. We what need can you do more to, brutal deaths. We need more like forlorn. Well, however you have to die for your ghost to sound like. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've talked about this before, but like I still am so upset with the fact that like when you're a ghost, you go. <laughs> like I've never made that sound naturally in my living life. <laughs> When I'm a ghost, I'm I'm all about wailing. Right. Like, I want to exclusively wail (laughs) when I'm dead. And if I come back as a ghost, I want to just do scat. Like, I want to be like, and they're like, are you here? Yeah. Are you upset that you're dead? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Scat is also a poop fetish. I knew you were going to. And so when I'm dead, I will also like to experiment with scat. Mm Because when you're dead. No consequences. No consequences for your actions. There are some consequences because you can get a reputation as a ghost. You know, because people will know you as a ghost and they'll be like, yo, Jeremy at this prison is like the real asshole ghost. And then people are going to be coming there and be like, Jeremy. Did you hear about the scat ghost? Oh, he (laughs) plays with your poop. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah, he either, he'll either play with your poop or he will do beady boop ba boo and you don't know which scat you're going to get. Yeah, you're going to get the jazz, the the musical scat or the (laughs) (laughs) poop fetish. So let's get back to these dead prisoners. <laughs> so um, the third prisoner died after he attempted to climb the exterior cage that surrounded the rotary and write his name on the ceiling because he's mm. a trendsetter. And then he fell to his death from the third level and died. 
And the fourth death, this is the wild card. Every mm. group's got a wild card. I thought it was ceiling rider. No, you think that was or, just or the, the head being crushed in the rotary. So I think that was at a <laughs> I think that was at a different rotary jail because <laughs> I feel like that would have made the list for sure. But one of the rotary jails, a head was crushed. Again, we're talking about confirmed deaths, like mm, recorded mm, deaths. So right. head crushed, like we said, was not recorded. Um, it didn't meet the parameters of mm, death. Mm. It was an explosion. Right. So during the, fu- I don't even know what the fuck this is, so don't ask. During the <laughs> Farmers Holiday Association strike of 1932. Uh-huh. That puts me right in it. <laughs> can't you just see it? 84 <laughs> protesters were arrested and jailed. Worried that angry farmers would storm the jail to free their brethren, mm-hmm. the police guarded the jail with machine guns. Whoa. But one officer died after accidentally shooting himself with a machine gun. Of course. Killed himself on accident, which is humiliating. God, that's so embarrassing. Now that's a reason to wail as a ghost. Fuck. Um, So when the jail was in operation, jailers and their families who lived in the fourth floor apartment would hear and see strange things. One account references the wife of a jailer refusing to stay in the jail because of supposed hauntings. Hmm. Now, according to the Historical Society, Bill Foster, who worked as the jailer through the 1950s, declined the offer to move into the fourth floor apartment, quote, because of the strange goings on up there. Foster expressed specific concern with the frequent footsteps heard on the fourth floor despite no one being up there. This kind of activity frightened him so much that when he did have to spend the night at his post, he opted to sleep on the floor at the lower level of the prison. I think it was like the second floor. He would sleep Mm -hmm. on the second floor. So one popular claim is that J.M. Carter, the man who oversaw the construction of the jail in the late 1880s, now haunts the fourth floor because he was the first resident of the top floor apartment. (gasps) Oh, look at that. J.M. Carter. J.M. Carter. That's a man with hips. Mm. That's a man who has a big Texas ass. (laughs) (laughs) The Chicago ass. That's a man with a disproportionate Chicago (laughs) ass. Oh, God. J.M. Carter here. He only eats steaks. And man, Mm. he just, he made rotary jails and carnivals. (laughs) So frequent sightings of a jailer in period uniform occur on the fourth floor as well. Eventually identified as a man named Otto Guffoth or Guffoth. I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. Guffoth. A documented former jailer. Um, The museum staff have noted that activity related to Otto is always friendly and comforting. So that's nice. Yeah. This is not so nice. The apparition of a little girl dressed in gray has been witnessed looking out mournfully from the inside of a locked cell. I like that. Visitors have reported hearing the voice of a little girl on the third and fourth floor. Visitors have also felt unseen hands tugging at their sleeves on these floors. Ah. EVP captured by Nevermore Paranormal, which is based in Iowa, caught several EVPs, most notably the voice of a little girl. They were discussing going to retrieve some equipment from the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. And they were like, let's go get the equipment. The guy's like, yeah, let's let's go to the fourth floor. And there's a clear recording of a little girl saying, you can't. Oh, sassy. There's also two ghost cats that belong to the jail Aww. that are often seen and also kind of cute. People have caught EVPs of cats meowing when no cat was there. That's probably just you. Me? Yeah. Jeremy? Yeah, with your disturbing cat meows. Oh, okay. Hold on. Oh, God. It makes me so uncomfortable every time. It's your face, too, because your face gets so relaxed. I'm there in the zone. Right. Like, you you have absolutely no facial expression, and you're just robotically meowing. It's because I'm channeling the cat. I can't be Jeremy and a cat. I don't like it. I'm trying to, like, so this, that's a regular house cat. This is, like... That's like a, that's a street cat. That's a ragged. That's cat. a sailor's cat. How's my how's my cat? It sounds like <laughs> sounds like a human doing a cat impression. It sounds like some sort of onomatopoeia that I can't place. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> Uh, the Nevermore no. crew has also taken photographs, which supposedly show one or more of the jail's ghost cats. Hmm. So that's all I have on the squirrel cage jail. Wow. Of Potawatomi. Potawatomi? <laughs> there was Potawatomi? Pot- yeah, something like that. Potawatomi. Power Rangers. Assemble. Anatomy. Power Rangers assemble. What, do they say assemble? No, they say go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> You're right? so right. And then, and then they all <laughs> form into a... 
into one big and then their backs arch <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. <laughs> and they all just have go go power rangers <laughs> you know how like the power rangers formed to make that voltron like thing yeah i always feel like it would suck to be like one of the arms there's legs there's the face which is really cool you know you kick and stuff but like someone has to be like the forearm of that and like yeah. you're not getting much action as the forearm you're just sort yeah. of like there yeah We'll but is, is a leg just a leg? You know what? <laughs> I totally changed my mind. You're right. Good point. Is a leg just a leg? But a leg just Let's moves. dive deeper into that. Is uh, a leg just a leg? Uh, the leg moves and it can kick, but an arm can do many things like grab and smack. No, no, a hand. A hand can do that. Arms help, but a hand grabs. Yeah, so like, what are you doing as a thigh then? You're not the foot. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. All positions suck in the full run. Right. Yeah, because like nobody's the is yeah. Nobody's doing it's anything. It's even worse to be the head because you're just sort of sitting there being like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. I'm watching it happen. We're fighting a monster. Right. Anyways, on no, I don't know why we're talking about Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, I have a segment. I'm gonna talk about the horrifying Eastern State Penitentiary. Oh, you you mean to tell me that we both came here with stories about haunted jails? Yeah, well, how I, embarrassing! I, One of us is gonna have to change. <laughs> Eastern State Penitentiary. I've heard a lot about this. Sounds like a very scary place. It is very famous. It's one of the most popular Halloween destinations every year, mm-hmm. and there is very good reason for that. Honestly, I feel like I need to go visit it after hearing the history about it. Just some overview. It is a former prison in Philadelphia and was operational from 1829 to 1971. Oh, wow. So 150 years right around there. Damn. It used a revolutionary system of separate incarceration that was implemented at the time. This was 24-7 solitary confinement. So like individual cells? Mm -hmm. So before they're just putting them all together in one big pit of criminals? Well, they could see each other. Like okay. You could see each other. You could talk to each other. You would like eat meals together and stuff yeah. like that. Where in this case, you never interacted with another person. Oh, that's kind of sad. You were always by yourself and you never saw another human being. So just to give you some overview on solitary confinement, the United Nations considers any period exceeding 15 days or full isolation for 22 to 23 hours to be torture. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And physicians state that with mental illness, it can be extremely dangerous mm-hmm. and it can lead to hospitalization, which for like a lot of reasons, you can slowly drive yourself crazy having absolutely no mental stimulation other than yourself. Yeah, it'd be very difficult. So inmates who were in solitary confinement are over three times more likely to commit self-harm. This typically manifests in cutting, banging heads, self-amputations of fingers or testicles. Oh, God. And it was also... My two most valuable assets. Right. It was (laughs) also a common method of self-harm was jumping off of their beds head first into the floor. Holy shit. Or biting through the veins in their wrists. Oh. It's almost like they didn't like being in a cruel prison. Right. Doing absolutely nothing, having no mental stimulation for literal years... Yeah, I've been through quarantine. I went through as much as they did. Oh, God. And I only amputated one of my testicles. <laughs> they actually found in studies that solitary confinement, even in short periods, can have permanent long-term effects where they have a hard time reintegrating into society. So people who have gone through solitary confinement, even for like a period of like a few days to weeks, can startle a lot more easily. They tend to avoid crowds or public places. Oh, yeah. And they also seek out confined small places because public areas are too overwhelming. Totally. Like so, you're not used to that kind of stimulus. However, you're ignoring like some positive side effects. For example, developing a hobby. Right. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. improv, some character work. You're alone in a cell. Right. It's time to break Your imagination, out some scene work. imagination like expands exponentially. Yep. Uh, It also was found to be ineffective. It just increases the rate of violence and also increases the risk of reincarceration. Oh, hell yeah. Because you aren't able to reintegrate into society. Specifically, I mean, this is a a very severe example, but American prisons especially are still a lot like that. Mm -hmm. There's really no rehabilitation happening. Exactly. And in in most cases, whoever goes to prison is going to come out more of a criminal than they entered as. Right. So the Eastern State Penitentiary held notorious criminals like Al Capone 
and the bank robber Willie Sutton. Yeah, Willie Sutton. Yeah. I know that name. Yeah, Willie Sutton. They held like really hardcore criminals here because it was a revolutionary type of prison. When it was built, it was the largest and most expensive public structure ever made in the United States. And it became a model for more than 300 prisons worldwide. Damn. Yeah, I saw pictures of it. It looks like a castle. Yeah, it literally it's looks pretty, like a castle. It's pretty it's like huge. intimidating looking. Mm-hmm. Very scary. Yeah, the inmates weren't allowed visits from family members or friends. And most inmates were in on petty charges such as robbery or theft. First-time offenders served two years usually. So <laughs> can you think of two years of solitary confinement? That's fucking nuts. I don't know like what you would be like when you got out, you know? Fucked. Completely yeah. fucked. Crazy. You'd be a psycho. The idea of the prison was to move the criminal towards spiritual reflection and make them change. So if they were forced to be alone and not interact with anybody, they would be forced to think about their actions and how it was wrong and how they want to change and how they wouldn't do this again, you know, yada, yada, yada. It was thought to be Quaker inspired, but this is kind of debated. Yeah. Quakers, if you don't know, is like a Christian dominion. Or denomination. Yeah, like denomination. 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 I'm like, (laughs) denomination. Yes, thank you. So yeah, it was thought to be Quaker inspired because if they were exposed to all the silence, they would have to repent basically for their sins and the ugliness of their crimes and find God. Yeah. They thought that was the main punishment of it and like the main tool to be used to change them. But really, the workers used a variety of physical and psychological torture as a means to like- Right you know, get them to change or this whatever. This idea of like scared straight. It never works. And the torture was insane. So to give you some examples, they would douse prisoners in freezing water outside in the middle of winter in Philadelphia where it gets very, very cold. Yeah. And they would leave them in the water for a few minutes and then they would bring them back inside. But this whole period could take 10, 15 minutes or something like that. And mm-hmm. you can get hypothermia and die within that time period if you're sure. not warmed up quickly enough. Yeah. They would chain their tongues to their wrists. So if they struggled against a chair, it would cause the tongue to tear. Oh, my God. How would they do that? They would literally chain their tongue to their wrist. On a chair. Would they be piercing their tongue? Yeah. Oh my god. So like if they tried to move, it would rip it would rip their tongue. I wanna be there on the brainstorm session when they come up with Mm -hmm. that idea. Like how about we chain their tongues? How how about we keep on brainstorming for a while before we use that one? So there's more. (laughs) God. So another common thing was strapping them into chairs with tight leather restraints for days on end. Mm. So they weren't able to move and You know, like, that has to be its own insane amount of torture. Like, having that rub against you constantly, not being able to move. Having an itch. Having to stretch. Yeah. Having to poop. You can't do fucking anything. No. They had the mad chair where they would cut off circulation to different parts of the body until they needed an amputation. Oh, my. Yeah. Dude, that's... Slowly feeling yourself lose a limb. I don't even... I can't even comprehend what that would feel like. The amount of pain that would be and then the numbness, like, that would... That's fucked. That's so fucked up. That's like beyond fucked up. Yeah, because that takes days. That's disgusting. I would think. Maybe not days, but like- Well, it depends on how they do it. Right. So gratuitous. Mm-hmm. For what? Man. For petty theft and robbery. You robbed a bank. <laughs> they also used instruments like the iron gag, which was basically exactly what you would think, like a ball gag. Yeah. Kind of. It was used to stifle the screams of victims. Oh, my God. So the collar was fastened around the back of the neck, and it was forced into the mouth with a small hole that allowed air. But you had to, like, bite down on it so you couldn't open your mouth or anything. And it was iron, so you couldn't move, and it was extremely uncomfortable with dig into your skin and God. you can't use those anymore, obviously, because that's torture. Yeah. And they would put the worst-behaved inmates into a pit called The Hole. Mm-hmm. It was an underground cell block dug under cell block 14 where they had no light, no human contact, and little food for as long as two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there's rats down there, too. They're, oh, probably, yeah. they're probably biting you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would assume a ton of people died in the hole. I'm sure. 
And I'm sure also because it's a prison and because of the attitude in prisons, especially then, I'm sure a lot of deaths were not recorded. Mm-hmm. Or at least some were not recorded. Also, at this time, nobody fucking cared about them. No, of course not. It was like out of sight, out of mind, which honestly, this is where the window opens for like the Joseph Mangalas of the world. Exactly. A house full of these people that nobody cares what happens to them. Nobody cares what you do to them. Mm-hmm. This is such a generalization, but I would assume that like at least 50% of prison guards are all are, are psychopaths. If you can tolerate this kind of stuff happening, or at least knowing that it happens. I would assume at the very least the job attracts sadistic people. Right. Who get a kick out of doing this kind of stuff. Because I'm sorry, but like a regular guard wants to maintain order. Mm -hmm. I can't see them being like, yeah, let's cut off circulation to a limb and cut it off. Right. That's not a normal thought. Right. So just to give you a little background on what it looked like, the actual Mm -hmm. prison, it was shaped like a wheel. And cells could only be accessed by entering a small door through the exercise yard at the back of the prison. So if you think of it kind of like a flower, okay. the petals are the cells and then the back of the petals, like the very tips of them is the exercise yard. But they're okay. all like individualized for the prisoners. That cell? Yeah. So the doors are very small and they related that to like penance and religious inspiration. Like you had to bow down to like get in and out. Just dumb stuff. You're inferior and mm-hmm. whatever. You had to go through this tiny little hole yeah. to get in your cell. It was made of concrete with a single glass skylight. And that was thought to represent the eye of God where God was always watching. Jesus. And it was just like one tiny little skylight in the very top. But the rest was just like concrete. Mm-hmm. Outside the cell was an individual area for exercise enclosed by high walls, so prisoners weren't able to communicate with each other. They would stagger it, too, so, like, they would go out to exercise or whatever, but they wouldn't have it so the cell next to them. That prisoner oh, wasn't allowed out at the same time, right. so they would stagger it so there was, like, to, no way they to, could talk to each to other. really limit. When leaving their cell, a guard would wrap a hood over their heads to prevent another prisoner from seeing or recognizing them, or like oh trying God. to communicate with them. That's terrible. Yeah, so you can't look at literally anything but yourself. For all you know, like there really is nobody else there. Exactly. Guards would also wear socks over their shoes to minimize the sound for sensory deprivation. It's <laughs> like so many extra you know, steps. It's, it's weird. Like a lot of thought went into making these people miserable, and not a lot of thought went into making them better, better citizens. Exactly. Uh, this is like a fun fact, I guess. In 1924, the Pennsylvania governor, Gifford Pinchot, sentenced Pep, the cat-murdering dog, an actual fucking dog, to a, <laughs> to a life sentence in the prison for murdering his wife's cat. Who sentenced him? The governor of Pennsylvania. What the fuck? Sentenced this dog to a life sentence at this prison. What was the dog's name? Pep, the cat murdering dog. <laughs> and That's he, it, Pep. Three strikes, you're yeah, out. Yeah, and he was given an inmate number and a mugshot. <laughs> like, he was literally at this fucking prison. Man, that's even, like, more insulting to the actual human prisoners. Right. It's like, you... yeah, the dog also got a mugshot. Fuck that. God. Man. So on April 3rd, 1945, a major escape was carried out by 12 inmates, including Willie Sutton, who over a year dug a 97-foot tunnel under the prison wall. Like for... Shawshank. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Exactly. Which the movie was filmed at Easter Penitentiary. Right. Where in the movie, if you don't know... He uses a spoon to dig a tunnel out of- It's like a little uh, thing for chiseling. Oh, that's what it is. I don't know why I thought it was a spoon. Um, Yeah, it's like a little chisel thing. And over like this really long period of time, yeah, yeah, he's able to- Secretly tunnel out of the prison. It's a good movie. A lot of people have seen it, but if you haven't, Shawshank Redemption, ooh, Oof. one of the best. Mm -hmm. And I think he like hides it behind a poster or something so no one one can see it. Um, and during the renovations in the 1930s, they found 30 more inmate dug tunnels. Wow. So, a lot of people were working really hard mm-hmm. to get out. Yeah. Charles Dickens actually visited the prison once. And although like the prisoners weren't allowed their own family members or friends, celebrities could tour the prison, which happened not infrequently, which is very strange. Like Charles Dickens went and visited the prison once and he wrote afterwards... I hold this slow and daily tampering with the mysteries of the brain to be immeasurably worse than any torture of the body. I ended up becoming a historic landmark in 1965 and closed down officially in 1971. 
It was abandoned for a little while where a forest ended up growing within the cell blocks and outside within the walls. And in 1994, it was opened up to the public for tours. Mm, yeah. Right now, it's known as one of the most haunted places in America. Right. And it's a museum where you can go have tours and they have the cells on display, Al Capone's specifically, which was actually furnished. They allowed him to I've like furnish pictures his... of that. Yeah, because he had so much influence. Mm-hmm. Did he die there? Yeah. Al Capone died of syphilis. Mm. He like left it untreated for so long and it became tertiary syphilis. And like his brain rotted. Oh, fuck. yeah, it was that bad. He just like didn't notice <laughs> that he had tertiary syphilis because he's shit. an idiot. Wow. But yeah, he actually had de- dementia. Like he went crazy. Amazing. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. That's interesting. So the museum has an annual Terror Behind the Walls event mm-hmm. that they do for Halloween where it has six haunted attractions. A lot of them are like centered around the prison and the inmates and all that stuff. And it's like a huge, huge thing. Naturally, there are a lot of ghost stories behind it, and one of the bigger ones that a lot of people have said that they found is a lot of screams. Just straight up fucking screams coming from the cells. Yeah, which is probably what you heard back when it was in operation. Mm -hmm. And a shadowy figure who watches over the cell blocks. Very creepy. Like an old guard. The ghost of an old guard. I remember back in the day when ghost hunters went to the Eastern State Penitentiary, they caught footage of like an apparition in like a cloak, like a black cloak, Hmm. like running down the hall. I remember being like, just sh- I just shit my pants as a kid. I just unloaded in my in my I undies. Unloaded, unloaded you. My, poop, my poop, my poop. Yeah, it was terrifying. So that is the history of the Eastern State mm. Penitentiary. Mm. Mm. Spooky. Spooky. Places like jails and prisons, especially old ones, they're such a place of suffering. And if you believe in the idea of like a spirit hanging around, especially if there's unfinished business, mm-hmm. I mean, people who are tortured would have some unfinished business, some reason to sort of hang around and shamble. (laughs) Ghosts are scary. Ghosts are scary, and they are everywhere. So all I could say to all of you listening is, whether it be this Halloween season or any old regular day of the year, you never know. There could always be a ghosty around the corner. There could always be a ghosty eyeing up your... You do a rhyme? <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Okay. I saw the wheels turning. Ghosty, eating up your toasty. Eating up your toasty. Bye-bye. You, most, better, most, you better stay awake or they'll get your cake. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you close their eye, your eyes, they're going to be- You're in for a surprise. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Are we stuck in a rhyme scheme? Wow. I don't know what rhymes with scheme. Scream? Are we stuck in a rhyme scheme? I don't know, but I sure scream. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. Mm. Okay, well, I guess that kind of concludes this episode. That's that's what we wanted to talk about. I'm curious, though, if you have any Halloween traditions that you like to do. I want to know. Do you do mazes? Am I weird for doing mazes? Because I love doing mazes. Do you actually like carving pumpkins? It can be enjoyable. I'll be honest. People love carving pumpkins. I I just like the sound of it going... Ew, that's the worst. <laughs> what? That's like, of all the reasons you could have come at me, that's the one I didn't want to hear. It's like, oh, no, I like the disgusting sounds. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's the sound of the goop that gets me. I like the goop. I like, I like playing with it where it's just like. Oh, my God. No, we're done. Like mac and cheese. Like <laughs> like mac and cheese. I, that's a very specific sound, stirring a bowl of mac and cheese. I'm t- triggered right now. That's disgusting that that's your favorite part you of it. You recoiled. You fully threw yourself away from the mic. Yeah, I, I didn't. And had I, can't, to collect I couldn't yourself. believe what I was hearing. <laughs> I like the goop, the sound. That's a serial killer talking right there. The mac and cheese. I just like cutting open the the, the, the thick, hard to penetrate shell of the pumpkin, and then just getting a, getting elbow deep in some <laughs> in some wet, hairy innards. Some because the, the inside of a pumpkin is like wet ass of pumpkin. Some wet ass pumpkin. Ooh. That wet. Wop. Give just me that case, wet. In case this is listened to years from now. Wet ass pumpkin. At this point in the world, the, the, there's a song called WAP that's very popular. That's what she's referring wop. to. Yeah. WAP, WAP, WAP. Wet ass pumpkin. <laughs> there's ghosts in this house. Yes, there's there's ghosts, ghosts in this house. house. <laughs> certified freak. Seven, Seven days, days a week. week. Wet ass pumpkin. pumpkin. <laughs> Make, Make that. that carving game weak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you're messing with some wet ass pumpkin. <laughs> there's ghosts in the house. Ghosts in the house. God, so lame. Uh, that's my good vibes for the week. Is the wet ass pumpkin? <laughs> wet ass pumpkins. I actually have a specific good vibe that pertains to your story of Eastern State Penitentiary. Oh, so I want to throw it in here. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the inmate known as Slick Willie Sutton. Yeah, famous bank robber. Spent more than half of his life in jail. Tried multiple prison breaks. You mentioned the one at Eastern State Penitentiary. And just to build upon that. In 1934, Sutton was sentenced to serve 25 to 50 years in Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia for the machine gun robbery of the Corn Exchange Bank. Corn Exchange. <laughs> this is a guy outside. Corn here. <laughs> Come exchange your corn. Um, so Sutton and 11 other inmates escaped through an underground tunnel in 1945, but were soon captured by police, mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, that made him, at the time, a fourth-time offender, and Sutton received a life sentence and was transferred to the Philadelphia County Prison. Well, at that point, you have nothing to lose. Totally. You're already, like, a career criminal. So on February 10th, 1947, Sutton escaped that prison after he and a team of prisoners dressed up as prison guards, carried two ladders across the prison yard (laughs) at night, propping them against the prison wall and climbing to freedom. During his escape... As he's dressed as a prison guard, running for his life, the prison guards see Sutton and aim their prison searchlights on him. So he's standing there in a spotlight. He's caught red-handed. And Sutton yells out, it's all right. (laughs) And no one stopped him. And he ran to freedom. I love that so much. All right. You heard him, boys. Mm -hmm. He said it's okay. Here's the thing. like, If you have enough confidence, you can get away with so many things because people are just going to believe you. If, if you're nervous, they're going to be like, guilty. They smell that blood in the water. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. it's all right, they're like, okay, sure. Yep. And then you get you get away scot-free and your heart is pounding. And you're like, holy fuck, did I just go? And you're like, yeah, you did. Yeah. You sure did, Willie. Another interesting thing just while I'm here, mm-hmm. though unfounded, Sutton allegedly inspired a popular medical adage called Sutton's Law, which states that when diagnosing mm-hmm. a patient, one should first consider the obvious. This is allegedly inspired by an interview that took place with Willie Sutton, in which the interviewer asked Sutton why he robbed banks. And Sutton replied, because that's where the money is. <laughs> I like Willie. Willie's pretty cool. Like he's objectively... A criminal. A criminal. But also, <laughs> like, he's just really, like, I imagine he wears a leather jacket. But yeah. not, like, to be cool. He made it cool. Yeah. Like, he just likes leather. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, holy cow. Look at this guy. Good vibe. That's a great vibe. Yeah. Nice. So, I guess we'll uh, roll roll to a, a stop here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, wind down. That's what I was trying to say. Mm. So, if you did enjoy that podcast or if you have topics that you would like us to cover or if you have general feedback, you can email us at accordingtoanidiot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook and an Instagram at accordingtoanidiot and a Twitter at idiotsaccord. You can also leave us an iTunes review, which really helps us out uh, to beat away at the trolls that we are getting now. So if you liked our podcast, please leave a review. It helps us out and it lets us know how you're feeling about us, which is also helpful in its own way. So thank you very much for listening. Have a very happy Halloween. Stay safe. We love you. Um, and And I will see you in time. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs>